1: i
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Veterans Minimum, your boy Lamb here. I got a special guest for you, sons of bitches. If you guys listen to that theme song, I've gotten a lot of requests about sending the file to that theme song. The man is here who made the theme song, baby. I've been playing in this for years. Nick Zab, baby. What is going on?
3: How are you, sir? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, dude. Finally, nice to be here in the domicile, man. I love it. I love the vibe, everything. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know, (laughs) what's funny is he's good friends with Allen, guys. Him and Allen go way back i've never met him before not once not so today, even once man i've known the, i've known you for a
3: firm decade yeah firm decade easy easy yeah. decade
2: yeah one of the yeah. you know he, he pulled up to the house we watched a little football watch these afternoon games we'll get to that in a little bit but uh we spent like three hours just shooting the shit At like that could have been minimum an epic, easily epic podcast. A podcast for sure yeah so man The power of the internet, dude. Yeah. Because I feel like I do know you. I know.
3: Honestly, dude, you do know me. Don't talk
2: like that. You do know me. But I'm saying like- I know what you mean. This is the first time we met. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So- but it was like the vibe was there and i become a big vibe and energy guy and you you mentioned something really funny before when we were talking you're like yo i hate that like vibe is just thrown out there now it's, yeah. it's kind of diminished the because it's just
3: a word right now and i feel like everybody's kind of saying like oh yeah i don't fuck with the vibes i don't do the vibe and it's like yo what are your vibes like i don't know what your vibes are like don't ruin the word i just need the energy to match that's really it you know what i mean like be in the same space as me and and also like you seem like a good guy and you seem like you know what you're talking about. So like yo, I feed off your energy, you feed off mine. Simple as
2: that. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Yeah. yeah so we've been we've been like following each other on Instagram and Twitter for a while. And yeah. and we kind of like I would say fair to say we run in this not the same circle, but like we're affiliated with yeah, a lot of yes, people absolutely. that are like like you know my buddy Ralph, you obviously know Alan. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get to all the shit that you do too. Shout out to Dylan too, man. Shout out to Dylan, great guy, uh, great guy. Uh, the uh, Josh, 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 Josh Dakota, great guy. Too. Great Everyone, guy. you know Joe, you, you know squad. the whole crew, yeah, you, you know the whole gang. So yeah, man, it's just like you know. I got in touch with you with your music stuff. Yeah. Right. I remember that you were sending me some stuff. And Mm -hmm. then like I tweeted out one time. I was like, yo, can someone do the intro? You like kind of got offended. You're like, bro, I'm here. Like, yo, you know what it was? I think you tweeted out something about
3: like, yo, I need intro music. I need intro music. And I think what I did was I just kept sending you like songs of mine. I was like, yo, listen. I mean, I'm not putting these out right now. Like, if you want to use them, whatever you want to do with them, that's all you. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then, like, I think, like, a couple weeks later, you're like, yo, I really mess with this one. Like, you mind if I use it? I said, bro, all you. That song isn't even out. It's not out. I haven't put anything out yet. Damn, so I got some you, Dude, yo, it's all you, bro. I, yo, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I want to put it out. There's no reason to i have no reason to it's the vm anthem now because i mean if people hear it they're gonna be like oh dude nice like just jocking like the veterans minimum intro and i am be like all right even though i jocked it from you (laughs) no 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 no. listen at the end of the day with people if somebody says that to me i'm gonna look them dead in the face and be like you're right i'm gonna be like yo it was too hard i couldn't pass it up man i had to get on it (laughs) man when i
2: first listened to it i was like damn this shit got that like hip-hop vibe yeah it's just like a nice little bounce nice little bounce yeah yeah yeah. and i like how like it's slow in the beginning and then the beat drops i could fade it in and out you know because we'd be Become really professional With yes, our editing You know absolutely. what I'm saying But uh, yo um, What People might not know Like right now Like you're talking about Like you know You haven't released it. So like what do you yeah. What do you do Like you've done I know what you do But yeah. like tell the people Like so, what um, we're talking about With like
3: unreleased shit Yeah absolutely um, So basically Since I think I was 21 Or 20 Yeah 1920 Uh, I started, like, really being into my music and starting to transition into trying to, you know, become a professional rapper, and I have a bunch of unreleased music, like, that spans over, like, five, six years, but the thing is, is, like, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but with an artist and I hate to refer to myself as an artist because but I mean, you I, are, I, I, I understand. I, I, I think, yes. Thank I, you. I appreciate.
2: I, it. I think also like I'm an artist. Yeah, too. No, no. So yo, you, you
3: know? what you're doing a hundred percent, this entire system, like you are an artist for me. I get offended when I get called an artist because like, I think anybody can technically do what I'm doing. I don't play like, I don't play instruments. Well, like I don't do that stuff, but also you do have to have a sound for certain things. So like, I kind of realized that my, my taste in music, it was actually pretty good. And I was like, okay, like, can I do this? And then I started getting into it. I started trying to find my own sound. But, you know, you start going down these lanes, you start getting a little older and you start realizing that, you know, stuff gets stale. Mm -hmm. So like when I, like my old stuff to me, Mm Is, is new to nobody nobody knows it so if i put it out today a song from 2015 it's brand new to me i've been listening to this for five years so like it's different like i've been i've been focusing more on work right now because also yo recording is expensive man. Mm. yo i have to go to the studio i have to i basically i block out time for like six hours and i i don't do the whole like let me start four songs i do one song i finish it no edits no nothing and i'm done but it's a lot, man. It's a lot of money. And it's just a lot. And, like, I love music, but also, like, the climate of hip-hop today, it's not really uh, made for somebody like me to kind of succeed in it. So, like, I kind of went another route. And I, like, I'm big on songwriting. Like, I can write, I can write for a woman. I can write for a man. And I'm big on that. So, like, I'm, I focus more on that now in my daily life. And the rapping stuff is cool. But, I mean, like, somebody like you who knows their music, they know what they're doing you see how much music has changed and it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's not what it used to be. And I have no issue with that because music is supposed to evolve. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like it might've passed me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Certain, certain aspects of it. You know what I mean? Not all of it, but other than that, I kind of just been doing my thing. I still write every day. I write always, always. I keep my pen going at all times because dude, that's in a weird way. It's like very therapeutic yeah it's like very therapeutic have you ever listened to music and you go damn yo, that sounds like my life now imagine being a rapper writing music and it being your life Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then you listening to it and be like damn that sounds familiar and it's like yeah it's me you know i mean
2: dude yeah i I think i I think the one cool thing about music is that everyone can relate to it yes one way or another yes absolutely i mean i've opened up many times on here about like you know i listened to a lot of kid cudi and logic last year Mm -hmm. and if you know their music you have an idea of what Kind of things I was going through, you know, yeah, and like, yeah, absolutely. You listen to some like my favorite song of all time. I could tell you what my favorite song of all time is is like, literally, number one draft pick. I can't tell you what number two is Four Play Long Time by Boston. Let's go! That song, that's a wild one. That song playing Guitar Hero back in the day, uh, or it was Rock Band. Uh, me and Frankie used to, so my buddy Frankie. In high school, he transferred to Bryant, where I where I yeah. went to high school, and I'm a year older than him. So he was a junior; he had transferred in, and uh, I was a senior. Don't mean I... to
3: interrupt you. My dad went to LIC and he wrestled. Shout out, Dad!
2: That's oh, it. LIC. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yo, what's crazy <laughs> is two two of my buddies now. My buddy Sam and Solomon. I had them on the podcast a couple of a uh, couple of months ago. They coach women's high school flag football. That's a thing. That's a thing. God bless, dude. And they're like legit and. It might become an NCAA sport. I don't doubt that. Because, you know, like, look, I know girls want to play mm-hmm. tackle football, but sometimes it's it's very controversial. It's yeah. a it's a hot button discussion right now that's going on in the in the sports world. But, you know, with flag football, it's like they want to put women on scholarship. Yeah. And they become like an actual thing, you know? So they they do the coaching and whatnot, and they went to LIC, yeah, right. And I actually played my senior year. We played LIC. So for you guys listening, just imagine the high school you went to. Who was your arch rival? That's what LIC Absolutely was to Brian. To you guys, yeah, you know. So, but it's cool because like they, they're two of my good friends Yo, now. Yo, do and, you
3: think um, that? Do you agree with the stance of like women kickers in the NFL?
2: Yeah, I have no problem with it.
3: All right, so like here's my stance on it. Actually, I kind of am heavily for it. The only problem is, I feel like I do understand the aspect of like when they run back on defense, they are a defender mm-hmm. and they can get leveled. And yeah. it doesn't matter about a wo- it doesn't matter that they're a woman. It's just like a lot of the times a woman is scientifically smaller than a man. Right. And like these are big men. Yeah. And like, dude, like, I mean, I respect it. I want, listen, I'm big on, I'm big on women baseball players. I think that, first of all, I think if you're, if you could hit a 95 mile per hour fastball, woman, man, child, you should play baseball. Right. If it, in a contact sport, it's a completely different situation. I think, you know, you run into different obstacles. But the flag football thing, dude, that sounds up my alley, honestly. Bro, intramural championship, man, college. Maybe. Oh, man,
2: now everyone knows I'm a sensational rec league quarterback. Dude, I was, <laughs> yeah, it was
3: my QB in college. Yeah. I was, because I couldn't run, I couldn't do anything else. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. I, I was, I was always like relatively slow. So I kind of just would play quarterback.
3: I'm going to be honest, though. I feel like everybody who listens to this podcast probably yells at you every other day to sign up as a kicker. But I mean, I'm not going to add to the list, but I have seen videos. You've shown me videos. I've seen videos. And, my man, if you're banging out 52 yarders with ease and then looking it down, I'm just saying, give somebody a call. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I'm trying to get Chicago to give.
2: I didn't ask for much. I said like, yo, give me like a quarter mil, right? Give me Goose Island because yeah. it's from Chicago because yeah. they ran that contest. Yo, you know, all my friends were pushing for me to go to that. When which, which one? When last year when Parky missed the field when goal, he against double the Eagles, doink, man. Right? Shut the, when, yeah. when they when they missed the field goal, Goose Island in Chicago ran a contest. If you could hit a 43 yard field goal, you would get a year's supply of Goose Island. Really? Fun fact. I love Goose Island. What they <laughs> did though, what they did was they had you waiting out there for six hours. Yeah. In the and, cold. In the cold. Yeah. Because it was January, February. In Chicago, which in, everybody loves. In Chicago. Yeah. Windy city. So I love obviously. it. No, no, I love it. So all my friends are like, yo. All these guys that are going there have no chance of hitting that field goal. Yeah, absolutely. But they're like, it would be worth it for you to go oh, and like a- attempt oh,
3: 100%, it. 100%, man. Absolutely. Yo, but here's the thing, though. I wouldn't be saying it just to gas you up because, like, dude, like, I'm not going to tell somebody, yo, go try and hit a roll to Chapman's 106. Like, right. I'm not going to be like, yo, you can do it, buddy, because I seen you hit off a tee. But, like, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, bro. You're banging out 55 yarders and, like, I'm gonna be honest. I I think 250 is a little steep. As for 125, just tell them to pay for your food. That's really yeah. Get a, get a per diem or something. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't verify need my else. show.
2: Verify me. How
3: about that? Not even that. Listen. Get a blue check on every single platform you have, and maybe a 80k a year with good health. Yeah.
2: Good health yeah, yeah, benefits. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. My man, you'll be kicking all
2: day if you have. What to. about the beer? Can I get some beer?
3: I mean, you could. Do, I mean, like for 80k, you can buy your beer. But at the same time too, just look at it as bro you're a pro athlete. <laughs> you you're, are a pro athlete, my man from yo,
2: Bryant High School. I, I I I could I could legit kick. You I, know like What do you mean? I seen it. No bro, no but yeah. but, I'm, but I'm saying like when I watch like field goal kickers and like you know like some people play armchair quarterback and they'll be like oh my god, how is they How did he drop that pass? It's like yeah, you know what when yeah, you're Monday morning quarterbacks. So right, yeah. right. Like when I watch kickers I'm like I could do that. I like, I could actually do that. So, you know, yo, so. how do
3: you feel about the fact that when you say that, you're very confident when you say it, but then you, like, people will tell you, they'll be like, all right, well, you haven't uh, you haven't counted for the fact that there's going to be thousands of people watching or there's going to be noise or weather conditions. Like, do you actually have that confidence in you that you can go every single time?
2: Yo... I, I wouldn't miss under 40 yards.
3: Yes, that's the confidence I need to hear. So, so swinging nuts right there,
2: buddy. <laughs> I had a shout out to my guy, Adam Tanowski. He was the kicker for Buffalo University. He was my kicking coach. He told me one thing I never kicked in high school, really. All I was a QB. I was a QB yeah. and I, I hit extra points. Yeah. Nothing. I Did you punt? I punted also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on a lot of I was about fakes, to say, yeah. Right? yeah so, yeah. The, the other team was always like, oh, shit, the quarterback's still out there, yeah. you know? And then they would see yeah. that I could actually kick. So, the funny thing is is that he was a coach at he was a kicker at UB and then he did a he made like over a half a million dollars just doing practice squad really like when you show up to camp you, yeah. you get your signing bonus and one he was with the bengals he was with the Redskins uh he was with the Jaguars too mm-hmm. briefly just got invited yeah. to camp so he would tell me he's like listen he's like you could kick a long time in the league if you don't miss under forty like yeah. he instilled that in my mind and yeah. he's like over forty to fifty. Forty to forty-nine, you gotta be ninety percent. Over fifty, you gotta be eighty percent. Because like fifty is a bomb, right? It's it's a half a football field, right? It's it's a boot. Yeah. He's like, I'll cut you slack if you miss a 57-yard field goal. He's yeah. like, you miss a 37-yard field goal, don't show up to my camp.
3: Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's why all the turnaround in the NFL right now is crazy because people are missing extra points. Yo, you would have never thought moving back the extra point that much would literally change jobs. It changes lives. In Dude, this
2: Carolina today. Carolina, they're playing the Saints. It's 31-31. They have the ball with two minutes left inside the red zone. Slay misses a twenty-eight yard field goal. That's <laughs> right. shorter. That's closer than an extra point. Are, you, are now. you sitting there looking at it like, yo, this is bum-ass. If only I was in there. You right can't. Now. You can't miss a field goal in. So right now we're in November, right? Yeah. We're we're going into December. Now it's going to be like, all right, you need to run the ball. You yeah. need a good defense, and kicking becomes a premium for your team. But when you're kicking indoors, you don't have to worry about yeah, absolutely. inclement weather, right? Listen, Matt
3: Bryant's been in this league for 32 years, it feels like, <laughs> for some reason. The guy's literally a
2: 62-year-old man, and he's Bro, dogging it. Adam Vinatieri. Yes. They put up a graphic yes. on Thursday Night Football that he's he leads the league in missed PATs and field goals. Yeah, you have to. And he's the GOAT, and it's like he's cost the Colts three wins. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is the crazy part, too.
3: Which is going to change so much they in the might next couple of weeks. They might now, not no. you know. Especially because the Texans are going to be on a run. Yeah. And, 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 and you don't know how they were in the division game. We just watched the, the Tennessee Titans, beat Titans beat just shut the Jaguars. out of the Jag. So, honestly, I look at it as. If you wanted to, I feel like you can. I feel like you have a lot more things going on in your life for you to actually pursue it. But dude, I just send out a feeler, man. Like more than a tweet. Maybe a letter, handwritten letter, like maybe a floppy disk. Like take it back to 98 if you need My to. dad is
2: telling me, he's like, because I work with my pops in the city and I'm getting a food truck come March. He's like, I'll give you a month off of work if you 100%, go. on Like that's a good man. Training. He's like go go to like OTAs yeah, or something. He's that's like, a go. good man. He's like yo, the Jets need a kicker. Just pull up. My man, everybody needs a kicker. Yeah, literally
3: everybody needs a kicker until they don't. Yeah, yo, I used to say last year. I was so baffled about how Rosas was literally the best kicker in football. Even though, like, it was more of a small sample size, it was like 24 to 27 or whatever it was. But, like, at the end of the day, he was like the best kicker. This year, remember the first couple games, he booted like three. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh no. I was like, I was in fantasy football mode. I was like, bro, this is my guy. This guy's going to get me nine points a game. I don't even need a flex. And now I'm just sitting here, I'm like, bro, these guys are shanking 18, 18 yard field goals. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know how they're going to address it. But at the end of the day,
2: somebody needs to kick a football. And from what I've seen, you can. What What happened was, <laughs> and I've talked about this a lot, and I appreciate that. <laughs> they, they <even> put it <laughs> over. But, yo, what, what's, what's happened is, and I, I've mentioned it many, many times, because it's like what's, what's really cool now about having this outlet, like a, a, a podcast and yeah. a show, is that I'm actually a great source for when it comes to kicking because yes. I did it, you yes. know? Yes. So in the past... And I apologize for you guys that have listened to this, but let's reiterate a little bit. The PAT was a practice kick in a game where you didn't really need to think about it. It used to be a 22-yard field goal. Yeah. So you would go because, yo, being a kicker sucks. Yeah. You're by yourself, right? When your team has the ball on offense, you have to kick into a net Mm -hmm. so you can have your leg warm. But you know what it's like? I went to school in Buffalo. Shout out to uh, my Buffalo folks up there. It sucks in like Halloween on. It's like 23 degrees out in the middle of November.
3: And also your depth perception completely just like disintegrates with the weather. You have no idea what direction things are going. You have no idea what wind is pushing in, pushing out. Yeah, how much elevation you should get on your kick. You also
2: have to worry about that so it doesn't get blocked and whatnot. And you have to make sure, you know, like a lot of times people don't realize that it's some kicks are missed because your holder isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or the or snap, the snap. The snap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. bro.
3: Listen, for however many years, I'll never forget. My dad used to sit there and he goes, Nick, I shit you not And like from like 83 to like 87. He goes, not one person on the giants could kick a field goal. And I go, why? He goes, They had the same three snappers every single week and every single time something happened. But the kicker gets fired like, yo, a kicker loses a job because of that. And that's the craziest thing about this is that like, yo, these things are impacting jobs. Like these guys are losing positions in a way. You know what I mean? So many there uh, there's so many conversations about like, listen, a two point conversion should just be standard now because they look at it as if you miss the first one, you go for two and then you just make it up on the next one. And I get that, but, I mean, like, you're just taking away a complete career for somebody. Right, that. Right. I and mean, that's
2: wild. And also, you know, I think I think a very underrated thing, and, and people don't want to do it, but I think universities are giving out free scholarships. Yo, if you could be a long snapper. Yeah, yeah. You can have Zach Diasi. Yeah. You know he's the longest-tenured Giant?
3: Yeah. Uh, now he is. Yeah, now because he is. Uh, well, he, him and Eli. Eli, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, starter-wise. Starter, yes. But,
2: yes. like, he's a captain. Yeah. He's made, I think he's made, like, over $8 million in his career. Yeah. And they sign him
3: they give him those contracts they're like 3 years 3.4 mil and it's like yo after taxes this dude's literally like a teacher <laughs> he's just a school
2: <laughs> teacher and it's like all right i respect but, it. but he has his job yep. and he has the security of it. He's not, he's a good snapper. And he's like, oh, he's going to play 15 plus years. Also, we're like...
3: talking about him on a podcast. People know him. You know any other long snappers, really? I mean, by name, unless you root for the team? That's you know, what I'm a saying. Couple, like, yeah, maybe four. Yeah, yeah. Or four.
2: I, I, I know a few, but like yeah, Zach yeah. Diossi was the first one because, yeah. you know, he is for the Giants. But yeah, man, the kicking stuff was, uh, it, it was cool. I still like to, like, uh, I have a I have a ball bag in, in the garage. I go when the weather's nice, I go out and just, you know, I'll go do some sprints. I'll yeah. do some, like, drills or whatnot actually some of the kids in at my gym they play football at a uh, glen Cove high school so i tell them i'm like yo you guys ever want to go and run routes and shit like i'll throw some passes That's you know like and, the and then man. i'll have them i'll be like yo i'll do some kickoffs if you guys need to field something like you're never letting go of it right I, I I like it, man. You love it, too. Like,
3: and, yo, you know what's crazy, too? As you get older, you realize, yo, like, you need to stretch your leg out like that. Yo, you, in this weather, you know, we're getting up there in age, man. You get to stiffen up a little bit. Yeah. You're running around with some kids. You're like,
2: oof. I've, I've stopped playing football on Sunday mornings because it's just like, well, our team kind of fell apart. Yeah. And it sucked, like, having to wake up at 630 in the morning on the one day that I could sleep in. Yeah. Just to make sure that. Well, in the back of my mind it's like well are we gonna have some players to, to show up yeah and it's embarrassing kind of too you're it sitting sucks. there you're like Yo. our team our team was legit like we've won, we won every year from what yeah. i've seen we were we were good and like you know humble brag i was one of the better quarterbacks in our yeah. league too and we also played in a league where you have to kick off so oh really so you kicked off we too? had the best advantage nice so man. when you would kick off in this league when the offense would first step on the field it's actually second down for them really yeah because there's wild. a first down marker in the middle of the field. Okay. So like your first down really as a team is when you the other team is kicking. Oh, okay, them off. yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Right? So
3: basically that's your first play you're running as that's soon as your, you get that. That's ball your first or, yeah. play, but
2: it was always be it would always be a touchback. Yeah, when not, they play and us.
3: also, I mean, with you, if you wanted to, I bet you sky them like no other,
2: right? I could have, but a lot of times I would just kick them out the end zone because we would only have eight nine guys. <laughs> so so I, it would be like a breather <laughs> for our team because they'd be like, all right, Nick's just gonna boom this shit out the back of the yeah. end zone. Let's not even. Run. And I would tell the guys. Did I'd be a be lot like, of you guys play both ways at all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would tell the guys I'd be like, "Yo, yo, just rest up. I got this." Yeah. You know, like that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. That's taking charge right there. Yeah. My QB got me yeah, right yeah. there with his boot. That's What so, I like to hear. So, dude, what uh, what what are some of the teams you root for, man?
3: So, yo, I am a diehard Met fan. Sadly, that's my life. I'm a diehard Giant fan, and for the past few years, it's been very, very depressing. Mm-hmm. However. I'm also, yo, in a way, I'm a, I'm a Nick fan, kind of. I grew up a Nick fan. But I was
2: at the game yesterday when they played the Spurs. Yeah, they were, they were down thirty, and then they cut it to six, and then they lost by like eight, nine points. Yeah, but see, see, here's the, the thing too.
3: Like, we're relatively the same age, so right. like, we grew up with the same players, same team, all that stuff. For years and years at a time, watching the Knicks was literally like watching a vicious cycle of, of abuse. You're just basically <laughs> getting hit in the face and coming back for more and saying like, no, no, I'm a fan, though. And they're like, no, no, we know. We're just going to keep smacking you around a little bit. And
2: here's the worst part about it. It was still like $300 to what, go see a game. Bro, what are you talking about? $300 just to get
3: in? Yeah. You haven't bought food yet. You didn't eat anything. You didn't wear a jersey. No, nothing. Bro, you're spending half a stack, kind of, <laughs> when you think about it, just to watch this team get this, like dismantled. Iowa, you ever saw the other guys the movie the other guys I have, yeah. all right you know that scene where Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are at the at the Knick game bro that was against the Celtics me and my brother were sitting three rows behind them and it was the game that they beat us in overtime because Paul Pierce had a game winning three and bro that was the day I sat there and I was like okay like I have no reason to keep doing this it's bad enough I have to do it with the Mets it's bad enough I have to do it with the Giants doing it three times doesn't seem it doesn't seem good for my mental health honestly and I didn't want to do it so I was just like eh, I'm
2: good I will say, as I've gotten older, the one team that I care about winning and losing is the Giants. But over the last couple of years, it's gone to a point where, like, you know, prior to this year, they've lost. I believe it's either they're tied with the Browns or they've lost as many games. No, they, no they're worse than the Browns. So that's that. Stat. They're right. worse since 2016, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's factoring in yeah. an 11-1 season for the Giants yep. and an 0-16 season for Cleveland. And, a,
3: and don't forget a playoff berth. Like, yeah. That's the worst part. Okay, yeah. If we miss the playoffs with that 11-game season, then you sit there and you go, listen, tough breaks, you know, shit happens. But bro, you're in the playoffs and you still have a three-year skid that's worse than the, uh, statistically, the worst team ever yeah. of all time, besides maybe the Dolphins every now and then but i'll never forget somebody tweeted i forgot i think it was a couple weeks ago they were saying if the giants go two and nine which they have now which they are right now so they said if they go two and nine they will be two and nine for the third time since 19 blah 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 and then they were like dot 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 sorry i meant since 2017 because like it's just the same shit every year man you can't Win two games in eleven game seasons. Mm-hmm. Your your season can't end by week six. It just doesn't work like that. You can't survive in the league like that. You can't even. Everybody will come to a giant game because it's a it's like the Knicks. Like when you go to a Nick game and you look around, it's basically a tourist attraction. Like right. if you go to a Nick game and you look for actual Knicks fans, like you'll look at for them upper deck mm-hmm. because like all floor seats are all just celebrities, and then behind them are a bunch of people who aren't from the state or the country and just
2: want to see a Nick game. I, I say this all the time with a lot of my customers give me <clears throat> excuse me they give me tickets to games and whatnot yeah. and it all started I made note of that when the Knicks made the playoffs in 2012 yeah right the Carmelo the, the yeah. like the last yeah. like good year the Knicks had they won like 52 yeah. 53 games yeah. it was Mike Woodson. was that
3: that was when they beat the Celtics the first round that was the only playoff series yeah. they won yeah. right they, yeah they,
2: they beat they beat the Celtics they lost to the Pacers yes. the year they lost to the Pacers yeah. the, the Paul, George, block. Yeah, Paul yeah, George yeah Paul George yeah so I remember watching. And I remember watching a Flyers hockey game that year. And I noticed something in the crowd. And then I noticed all the hockey teams were doing this. The whole fucking fan base is wearing the team color, like the shirt. Really? They would put the shirts over the seat and it'd be like the whiteout. That's what the um, Winnipeg Jets do. They do do that in college mostly too, They do it in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the Flyers everybody would have an orange shirt the orange towels too and the all towel, that stuff right yeah yeah you go to the garden no one's wearing Nobody. that you know why because it's all these guys and girls who have seats from their company yeah they're from cincinnati shout out to my guy craig he's from cincinnati yeah. he's a bengal fan he's yeah. like yo i go to ranger games i'm like i don't give a fuck who wins who or cares like who it cares? doesn't matter to me doesn't matter and i i was like yo you know what we really have the most loyal, shitty
3: fan base ever. It's very... Yo, but... All right, so I agree with that 100%, but here's my take on that. Um, met fans... I'm a diehard Met fan and Jet fans. Met fans and Jet fans, to me, are some of like the most delusional people like I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. All right? In terms of... You have this, like, realization kind of that your owners are the reason why your infrastructure is terrible.
2: Throw so the Knicks in there, too. Throw so the
3: Knicks. Knicks actually are, might actually be on the top of the list because he actually at least owns the property. The reason why he doesn't want to sell the team is because you're selling the garden. Right. Like, I agree. I agree. If I'm James Dolan, I don't want to sell that shit either. But- these people are delusional because they sit there and they see that nothing's being done, like nothing's being changed. There's no uh, there's no infrastructure at all. The GMs they're hiring can't even like, couldn't even coach if they wanted, mm. let alone put some players on a team. And then you you kind of realize that, oh, you're just going into this blindly every year. Because like I like I stopped telling myself that. Listen, it's the Mets year this year, man. It's the Mets year because, like, I'm going to keep hurting myself and I don't want (laughs) to do it anymore because I'm tired, man. I'm exhausted. I'm getting older and I love sports, but at the same time, I, yo, it affects my mental health so much in such a bad way that, like, I get infected at work. Like, Mm -hmm. people are looking at me. They're like, yo, you had a bad day? I'm like, no, man. The Giants are two and nine. I'm like, what do you mean, I had a bad day? I had a bad half a decade so far. Yeah, it's not great. I'm sorry. So, like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to have a better relationship with it because, I don't want to be one of those Met fans especially who are out there saying, bro, we're missing like one or two pieces. I'm like, bro, we've been missing one or two pieces for a decade, like literally 12 years. Like, I don't know when those pieces are going to come. And guess what? We might have already traded them. You know what I mean? So like I'm the sports thing, like my teams are what they are. But ironically, man, even even a Yankee fan, it's been rough for a New York fan for a long time now. You know what I mean? Like you have a championship here or there. But it's been rough. Like statistically throughout the years, Islanders are carrying us right now? Is yeah, that
2: true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't watch hockey. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, they've won off they, they they've gotten a point I think in like 18, 15 in uh, a row or something. Yeah, yeah something, something, something crazy like cuz yeah. my buddy Steven, I was out with him last night. We went to the Nick game and he's a big Islander fan and my buddy Boss who used to be on the show um Yeah, the Islanders are like the best team in the East right now. And imagine if you said that to somebody
3: in like 2003. They'd be like, good one. You mean the guys who play at that air conditioner out (laughs) in Nassau Coliseum? They're like, no,
2: dude. Like, it's crazy. How bad, how bad, where do you think New York sports fan self esteem ranks as far as like. A national scale yo that's a
3: mega question you know why because i was thinking about this the other day i don't know if it's a self-esteem thing i think also like the blind pride that they have in themselves their self-esteem is so low but it's one of those guys who's like you're telling him what he's doing wrong and he's just sitting there like no 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 and then all of a sudden at, when it happens he goes yeah i forgot that was happening like that's exactly what our fan base is like in new york everybody loves it because of what it represents and what the history was Bro, the Knicks have not done a thing in two decades. For you to sit there and say to me, "Yo, Knicks, man, back in our heyday, what is back? What's the heyday?
2: When was the heyday? Do you know Bernard King? Probably." What's crazy is we celebrate the '94 '14. Bro, you so celebrate
3: much. Pat Ewing who did nothing. I love him. Yo, he's the man. Yeah. You celebrate Patrick Ewing and John Starks who borderline can't read. Love uh, him to death. <laughs> I met him twice at a Knicks game, bro. He was like in a, another room signing autographs for free. Yeah, hold on. I think.
2: This basketball over here? That you yeah, is it's signed, it's by Starks? Starks? signed by John yeah, Starks? dude, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, man. I'm telling you, everybody has something signed by John Starks at some point in their life. Yo, but it, it's it's funny you mentioned that because with with, with the Knicks, right? Like, they, they're they held to such a high standard, that 94 team. You yeah. forget that they lost. They
3: What do you mean lost? They didn't make it anywhere. They did not win. And yo, Pat Ewing is the king if he's listening, which I know he might be. He's the <laughs> man, dude. He's awesome. Great coach now. Do his thing. But dude, if you're going to hang your like if you're going to hang your shoes on Patrick Ewing and maybe LaTrell Sprewell for 40 games, like I don't know, man. I don't know if that's what your history is of the Knicks. When people come up to me, like older people, and I'm speaking to them about the Knicks, and they, they tell me about, yeah, you know, I remember when Pat Riley was a Knicks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, now we can talk. You know, now I feel like you've seen some basketball. Right, right, right. And like I'm a I'm not a I'm not a big like mellow guy. I love what he represented. I love that he was a pure scorer. I love that he was he was just a baller, man. He kills it. But also the game changed. Right. And yo, I don't know if you heard what he said recently when he was talking about how he was getting defended or whatever he was like he was like yeah you know now i just got to adjust you know the game's different they call it different and i'm like buddy you played last year you know what i mean like it's not like a it's not like a 5 year gap and he he's rusty you know he'll get it, he'll get his feet on the rim but at the same time yo know, your shelf life is so much different now mm-hmm. with all these rules you know all the challenges like basketball's c- completely seen a dip and yeah. i guess ratings i'm pretty sure in ratings but in just interest general interest to begin with Maybe the China thing had something to do with it, obviously. But just in terms of you're slowing the game down. Mm-hmm. The pass interference call in football, it slows the game down. And not only is it slowing the game down, you're doing it wrong. You're making the wrong decision. You're not getting it right. And everybody on TV sees it. And, yo, know, the casual fan who's skipping through, they just shut it off. Right. Because they're like, I, don't, I could watch it. I could watch my six-year-old make a mistake. I mean, I don't have to pay for this. Like, it's stupid.
2: Yeah, I say it all the time with the NFL. How they're, in a, they're in a weird spot, you know, like... Across the board, they've done a lot of things the last, like, five years that have been souring their fan base. Yo, can you name a couple? I mean, the Kaepernick thing. Yes. Uh, oh, you mean, like, uh, just, all Just stuff. in general. Yeah, not like, even just rules or anything. I mean, like, the way the domestic violence stuff has been handled, yes. right? Like, the Ray Rice thing. And I think the Ray Rice thing, the reason why that was so bad was because you saw the video. Physical the, evidence, yeah. Right? How can you see that and be like, yeah, you know what? Two game suspension. Absolutely, Same because, because Joe Mixon. Because the the thing a lot of people forget is they gave Ray Rice two games. Yeah, and then the T- Ravens cut him. Right, and then TMZ came out with the video, and they're yeah. like, "How the hell? Yeah, can you see that video and give him two games? Right, and then you have a guy like Josh Gordon, who I, I always say this: I'm not a weed guy. Yeah, I have no dog in this fight because shout sometimes out shout out to weed guys. Sh- sh- shout out to weed guys. Like you talk to someone who's a weed head, they're like, "Yeah, you know, man, I gotta, you know, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. like it's cool, it's a plant, whatever." And I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah, right? I don't think a guy should get suspended for weed. Yo, and
3: also we were just talking about it too with uh, you know, other sports and stuff. These are contact sports. All right. Your best alternative after smoking weed to help your body is is pain medication, right? And you clearly see what's going on. You clearly see the CT, CTE, all that stuff. Like it's just. Well, it, I I, I think that direction. this
2: opens up a whole different can of worms where it's it's really the pharmaceutical companies yes, that yes. Are, because there's it's a billion trillion dollar industry. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. say this, I say this all the time actually, and I think it's mad funny when you
3: actually look back at it, bro. Cancer has been cured. Like, Mm -hmm. people know how to cure cancer. The reason why it will never be a form of a cure to hand to you, like, physically, is because you just took away a billion dollars or however much money cancer research does a year or how much cancer treatments make. Like, like, yo, you don't think people have the cure for AIDS? Like, dude, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a guy somewhere half across the country who figured out the cure for AIDS, like, 12 years ago, and was like, yo, I'm not saying anything because I'm going to get killed. Right. You know? Like, it's shit like that, man. It's the bigger picture, but... I don't think I think I have this weird relationship with with Goodell of how I feel about him. I think he, I think people don't realize that he is speaking for th- for owners. Right. He's not speaking for himself. He's representing. He's them. representing businesses. These are not just people sure. anymore. You know, these are businesses with.
2: That's a whole level point because yeah. I do think people forget that.
3: And medical, yo, know, their medical coverage, right? These settlements with CTE, yo, know, they're only going to get worse mm-hmm. as as time goes on. There's going to be more money. It's going to be worse settlements. Also. People are going to be dead. You don't find CT until you're dead. And then the families are going to come after you. And it's just going to be a nonstop thing. Then, as we were just talking about women's flag football, what makes you think that men's flag football will not be a high school sport maybe in a decade? They talk about it all the time on TV, how football is almost, it's like, it's basically turning into a sport that is going to disintegrate within the next 15 years. I'm not, I don't think that will happen because there's just too much money to be made as a business. But at the same time, I see it happening in terms of you can't hit somebody a certain way, which I understand. But how can you judge the intent? It's very hard, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's it's also subjective. Yeah, too, it's very subjective. Which yes. is hard. And that's where even... Man, I'm, I take a big L on the <laughs> pass interference call because I was so for it. I was saying this. I was for, too. For years, I was like, yo... It's kind of trash where Joe Flacco on a third and 18 throws the ball 70 yards, 70 yards. And Torrey Smith gets a pass interference call and then they score a touchdown like that was corny to me. And I was like, I think it should be a challengeable offense yeah, because way too many games are decided on that. And then you have the Saints play. Yeah. Right. So that's exactly what it was. And then. Yeah. And then it was on a grand scale. Why was the catch rule reviewed? Because yeah. it happened to the Cowboys yep. in the playoffs. On primetime, too. Primetime. Prime yeah, yeah. Right? They were in the 4 o'clock window on a Sunday, yep, which, which never, is yeah, that's, the number that's one it. spot That's where everybody's Fox. watching football. Exactly. So... In sports betting, it's called the primetime factor, the standalone game, right? Mm -hmm. A lot more money is bet on Sunday Night Football. The Sunday Night Football game is about to kick off in a little bit. And then Monday Night Football because there's no other games on TV. So everything that happens in that game is magnified. So when you see the Ravens who play the Rams tomorrow, say that game, it's a blowout. Say the Rams out of nowhere beat them by 40 that's going to influence next week's betting line 100 percent, because everyone's seen it so the ravens might be undervalued the rams might be overvalued yep right so that's the standalone factor so going back to the thing with like goodell and like the past interference i think the past interference call has really soured a lot of people obviously the kaepernick stuff the domestic violence yo pull up a source forbes business insider uh football almanac the game of football is really 11 to 13 minutes long, like yes. S- yes. snap to whistle. Yes. And how many times you're watching primetime. You don't realize this with Red Zone because Red Zone is the greatest creation the, of yeah, all time. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. I don't go to your crib if you don't have Red Zone no, now. It's absolutely like that. You know? I get it with
3: Cinemax for free now because so, that's the life I'm trying to live. Yeah. I'm, amen <laughs> to that, bro. I'm all about the discounts.
2: So when you're watching Sunday Night Football and they come back from commercial – they kick off yeah. and then they go to commercial again. You don't think that sours your audience too? Yeah. And, and especially too, it's funny because my dad,
3: who is an older man, he's, I think he's about almost 60 now. And even he says, he goes, listen, I'm cool with the commercials because you need to make your money. I get it. You know, it's a business. But also, you're watering down the game in terms of I'm watching exactly what you said to your point kickoff, commercial, interception, they're going to review it, commercial. commercial. And listen, I get it. Go get your money. But at the end of the day, I love when they started doing what's it called? As soon as they started doing, I think two years ago, when they started doing the split screen, when they would do the commercial. That's great. I think it's one of the better things that the league has actually done. Absolutely. Because as weird as it sounds, I know they're not doing anything. I'd rather watch a bunch of guys walk on the field, talk to each other, and be like, "Bro, that was a pass interference." He's like, "No, it's not." And then like, I'd rather watch that. I truly would rather watch a coach get mad at somebody than like a Chevy commercial. You know, like I don't, I don't want to deal with it. And also. You're dealing with casual fans. So like I think the decrease in in eyes watching the sport, I it could be a little more of hypersensitivity in terms of like people don't want their kids to watch this because they don't want to be like, listen, you're not gonna play this. You know what I mean? You're not gonna play this version. And I know plenty of parents because I worked with kids most of my life, they knew that they would never let their son play f- tackle football until they were about 15 or 16. So like imagine you're going to try out for a high school football team, you've never put on pads, you've never taken a hit, mm-hmm. you don't know if it's for you. You could be the 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 fastest wide receiver in the neighborhood. All of a sudden you put pads on and you get leveled. You're like, "Oh no, this isn't for me." You're like, "Absolutely not. I'm not getting hit like this every game." And like you don't realize it and like you don't think about it until you're in that situation. The league is putting People in a weird position, though, and I think that's the hardest part for them. They're putting us in, they're putting fans and consumers of the product in a weird, in a weird position. To you, almost have to choose between like, do you want to watch a bunch of barbarians? Or are you here for the, just the entertainment of of your team?
2: And it's hard for people to kind of differentiate the two, you know. I think the fantasy and the sports betting aspect has kept the NFL afloat for a very, very good long point. time. Very good point. Yeah, it's, it's something because you know, like I'm a big, I'm a big sports betting guy. I've always been an advocate for it. And one of the main reasons why is because there's certain games that I wouldn't be watching. Like I don't care about the Bills Broncos game, but I have John Brown. So yeah. I'm invested. Yeah. Right. I have Philip Lindsay. I'm yeah. invested. I didn't
3: even care about this Tennessee Jaguars game, but it was just on TV and I yeah. watched it. Yeah. That, that was literally that was part of, literally, was part was of just red zone, zone yeah. and it was there.
2: And then you even say you're like, as 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 Nick walked in, Derek Henry scored a touchdown, and he was like, "Man, I regret not taking it's him."
3: The first in thing I said, I didn't even say hello to you. Yeah, yeah, you are like, "Oh man," I am like, "Bro, there. how are you? Nice to meet uh, you, dude." Derrick Henry, I missed out on
2: the second <laughs> round on the wraparound. <laughs> yeah, so you know that that does have a big influence to it. And to your point about not letting your kid play, yeah, it's funny because I also think that it's a it's a geographical issue too. I've talked to girls who, I am like, "Yo, you want to have a kid one day?" Yeah, of course I do. All right, would you let your kid play football? My friend Frankie, his fiance Becca, she, she has a four year old boy. She's like, he's not fucking playing football. Yeah. yeah. I had my friend Jesse. She went to Alabama. She was on the show. I asked her that question. She's like, "Fuck yeah, he's absolutely. Playing football. Yeah. Why? In the There's, south, what you're around? Football is king. Yep. Right up here, there, you have more options. There's more sports going on and whatnot. Like it's not as big, you know. Yo, that's a good, that's a good
3: point. Actually, I have a question. Do you think that if because basketball is the equivalent to down south football, to uh, to northeast, right, to northeast, to the right. northeast region at least. Do you think that if basketball was a contact sport and like the fact that it's played indoors, you know what I mean? Like the, there's so many things going for it. That do you think that even people would be against their son playing basketball if it wasn't? It is safer, obviously. It's not contact all that. But at the end of the day, you like you said, it's where you are. It's where you're at. In the Northeast, yo, we can't even play baseball like that. Yo, I played baseball my entire life. We played three months, four months out of the year. Two yeah. of them had to be in the summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you had spring season. And then fall ball was like you're playing... You're playing six innings against a a JV team and it's like 43 degree weather and you're like, I can't swing a baseball bat. So like, we don't do that. You go down to Florida, dude, you're playing baseball 12 months out of the year. And not only that, these guys are studs. Mm -hmm. They're studs because the repetition, all that you're seeing better pitching. You're seeing everything because everything around you is better. And what you said, do you think that football's impacted at all, especially by the inner cities up north, like um, northeast at least?
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, I didn't play my high school football at my high school. Like, I had to travel about 20 minutes to yeah. go into Flushing to play our home field. So yeah. I never had a home field advantage. We got get like 30, 40 people showing up to the game. And Absolutely. most of it was parents because we also played on Saturdays. So for a kid who went to high school to wake up to go see a game at 11 o'clock, it wasn't for him, especially when you had to go and venture out further away. Uh, football is also... Obviously, it's dangerous. That goes without saying. It's also expensive. Yeah. Right? You got to yeah. rent the hat, or the helmet, the pads, the cleats, and whatnot. Basketball is cheap. Yeah. Right? It is. Here's a ball. 20 bucks. Get a 30 pair bucks. Of get a pair of sneakers. And that's it. You're right. You know? Uh, another reason why hockey struggles is that shit is expensive, too. My buddy yeah. Espo, my best friend Espo, he played at NYU. He, yeah. yeah. He,
3: he played pro a little bit, didn't
2: he? He played uh, juniors. Juniors.
3: Juniors. Juniors. Okay, so yeah, the
2: route yeah. that you take in high school, when you finish high school... He was he was a hell of a hockey player. Yeah. Uh, the hockey route, the norm for them, is they go and play juniors for two years. Okay. And then from there you go to college. So you'll meet kids in college that are hockey players. Yeah. They're freshmen and they're twenty two years couple, old. A
3: couple guys I remember uh, two years ago. My brother was watching Boston College against like Minnesota. My brother's a big uh, big Ranger fan, and he he was watching Minnesota against Boston College or something. And it was it said on the screen like a sophomore. And he was like twenty six. Yeah. And I go, I don't even know what that means. I go, you're either really stupid or you did it the right way. And you're just beating the shit out of a bunch of kids, so, yeah. which I'm cool with, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that, <laughs> that that's what
2: happens a lot of times, man. They go and they play juniors for three, four years. They might get drafted to like a AA. Or a go HL to Czech. Or, you can go to the Czech, yeah, Czech you Republic and go, go to Russia. And, and, and do that, too. So, I mean, now you're seeing that norm is becoming with uh, the NCAA. Like a lot of kids, yeah. like uh, I think his name is R.J. Hampton. He was like a top five. Prospect, the guy who went to Australia. He's going yeah. to Australia. Oh, no, play- uh, I thought he, he went last year, didn't
3: he? I think he's there now. Oh, okay. Is it R.J. Hampton? Is it? Is it? I don't know. I thought I, I think his last name is Hampton. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Only because I think I saw him on. I think I saw him on a podcast actually. But he's in the Australian Basketball League. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And yeah. he plays against uh, LaMelo Yeah people yeah.
2: people are doing Like LaMelo too He's yeah. like yo I'm gonna go there And I'm gonna make some money eh,
3: Honestly LaMelo had no choice though In a weird way You know what I mean His father really put him in a bind In a way yeah, And yeah. Uh, and I Yo I Shout out my boy Jose Because I tell him all the time Like The worst part about Lonzo Was just I mean like yo And I hate I hate knocking a guy Who loves his kids You know what I mean I hate There's so many people out there Who don't support their children at all Mm. And I really respect the fact That he Even with uh, Even with LiAngelo I was like Yo this dude's really going for it Like good for you but dude, like your kids are still going to turn into adults. They need to live their own life. You know, you're putting your son in bankruptcy technically mm. and it's hard. And like you said about everything costing money, you know, what was the hardest part about travel baseball. You know, it was the most expensive part, the traveling, not even the baseball part. Nothing about the baseball part was expensive. You got a bat, unless it broke, it lasted. You know what I mean? You got a bucket of balls. You had your glove that you, I had, I had two gloves, I think over a span of like seven years. You know what I mean? You're not, you're, it's not a bunch of repeat costs. And the most expensive part is the traveling. With football, I never played uh, actual uh, tackle football, like sanctioned. Uh, I would play at the park with my friends. I played flag like, football when I was a child. But, like, yo, football just seemed too much for me. And, like, I'm very self-aware with that, where I played baseball because I was like, all right, I could do this. Football was, dude, if you didn't dedicate your life to this, you were just a nobody. There was nobody in the middle of the pack in football. You were either really good or you just were there.
2: And it would show when you weren't.
3: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
2: And 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 also, like, the one thing about football is if you're not prepared, you get the shit kicked out of you yeah. physically. Yes. Which was always, you know, I can't be good if my offensive line isn't good yeah right i always say this i'm i'm super for the wide receiver bitching and moaning about the ball because it's the only position in sports where my success is solely dependent on on my quarterback getting me the football so i can be julio jones if i'm down to matt schaub or whoever a third like matt ryan gets hurt it's like yeah man i need the ball to make money i need a the ball to be productive yeah it's you know? like if
3: it's like if i walked out on the field and just started throwing balls to michael thomas and i was like buddy why aren't you catching them it's like what do you mean why
2: why aren't you throwing them like drew
3: Brees?" And yeah it's like oh all right yeah good point yeah Valid. so and
2: and also like you just look at the makeup of 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 the football huddle right the first player is to leave the huddle it's the wide receiver yeah you are the furthest away from your teammates you're literally out on an island yeah. right it's you and this guy here who's almost if not faster than you yeah right and you need to be the guy to make plays and it, it and it's it, it's a trickle down effect, right? It's the offensive line protecting for the quarterback and it's the quarterback being able to get you the ball. Yeah. Do so- you do
3: you believe that uh I mean especially with uh Saquon being what he is these last couple of weeks? Do you believe that a blocking running back changes the game drastically, even with like a subpar O line. Like do you think that the Giants O line would be a little bit better if Barkley actually because I've I've watched, you know, I've seen what he's been doing and he has missed a couple blocks. Like he's like Daniel Jones has been lit up. Right. And yeah. and and then when you go back to the tape, you're looking at it. You're like, Oh, well, that's Saquon's the, guy. The like, big
2: the big the the noticeable one was with Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jamal
3: Adams yeah. But like even that one that one was just pure like listen, he just ripped the ball out of his hand and he walked away. No, but I'm saying but like he manhandled yeah, Saquon there. Yeah.
2: So the the real issue with Saquon Barkley is he's hurt. Yeah. Right? He got the high ankle sprain and that was going to be an issue from when he got it, right? When he got it against Tampa Bay. You can I had a high ankle sprain my senior year. First drive of the game. We're playing the team that knocked us out in the playoffs. I had a high ankle slain, sprain, a slight tear on my Achilles too. I was never the same. No, because it was my left ankle, so it was my plant. It's your plant. Leg. plant, yeah. And never the same. I would have to get it taped every day in the morning by my coach. Shout out to Coach brazen He would tape me just to make it through the day. Yeah, that's how much. Not pain even to I was get in. to the game. Yeah. Not even to, to, to practice. No, like just I just get through to school. Do, just to get through school. <laughs> just to sit there. It was like that. So, Barkley's just hurt. Yeah, and they should shut him down.
3: Dude, do you remember when he got hurt and the first report was like yeah uh estimated uh eight weeks yeah and I'm and I remember I said to my boy Anthony I was like I was like eight weeks I'm thinking in my head I'm like it's week three two I'm like oh so the season's over yeah like, he should be coming true. back I'm now. like he should be coming back like week 12 and yeah. then you you get him some rushes so it's not a wasted year not in terms of listen we're not winning so that doesn't matter but just get him some carries you know get his legs on there and whatever it is and one of the bigger disappointments about the Giants to me especially you knew that Saquon was your only running back on the team. Okay. As much as Goleman is a great backup, he's a backup. Mm-hmm. So as soon as Saquon goes down, you have to replace your backup's backup. Okay. You don't get a guy who's right off the street from Rutgers, you know what I mean? Just because he lives three blocks away from MetLife. Right, 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 right. Like, dude, if that's the case, yo, I'll, I'll, I'll take a bus with you. I'll put you there. there. I'll, I'll put you there, bro. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, we're here, man. We're outside. Like, it just, I, I understand what they're doing, but like stuff like that. Uh, the jet season was lost immediately as soon as Donald went down because they chose not to do anything. Mm-hmm. You rolled with Trevor Simeon and you rolled with—is uh, his name Falk? I think it's Falk. Is yeah. it Falk? Because I've heard somebody say like Falk. And no, I'm like no, it's I don't Folk. know. Okay. Like like Marshall Falk. Yeah, that's yeah, what it that's is. What right, it's just spelled like it. differently. Yeah, yeah. All right, but like you you put yourself behind the eight ball immediately when you when you do that, and that's why I don't feel bad for these teams. You know that's what you're supposed to do. If I know it and you know it. My man, you're a GM, you're an owner, you even you're a coach, an offensive coordinator. You should know that listen, even when Wayne Gallman comes back, I can't have ha- have him carrying the ball 30 times. Right. And our offense is going to be predicated on run first because we dictated a whole entire playbook around the second round pick, the the second pick of our draft. And it's difficult, you know what I mean? But I also think that I feel like I've caught myself saying it so many times about any quarterback play, I immediately I say yeah, but his O line's trash, but his O line's trash. Like I say it about everything now, and now I don't know what the difference is. Like there's so many bad quarterbacks in the NFL right now, uh, not bad, I won't say bad, just mediocre. Like not a lot that stand out. That I don't know who's actually good or not. Sometimes I just think. Well, you know, the Cowboys have a good old line. Maybe that's why Dak is lighting it up. Yeah. And then you sit there and you're like, all right, well, Zeke hasn't really been putting on. So maybe Dak is actually just doing this himself, kind of. Mm. And I'm actually a big Dak hater in a way. I, uh, I think I, it was a, it started with, I think like two uh, a year and a half ago, they put out the top 100 football players. And he was like ninth. And it was just absolutely absurd. Like absolutely, Like to me, <laughs> I yo, I don't. If he was ranked the ninth quarterback, I would have been offended. Like mm. pr- at that time, he was like a one year out, two years out, whatever it was ninth best football player, not quarterback, football player. Right, right, right. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, first of all, you're setting him up to be doomed, which has backfired on me completely because he's dogging. yeah, he's he's been playing. He's well, yeah. dogging, and I hate admitting that too. I'm not even a cowboy hater. I just hate admitting that because. I was so I was so sold on the fact that Zeke was just carrying this team. And Amari Cooper's picked it up. I don't know who's gonna get paid. I have no idea. You know what I mean? I think Dak walking... regardless of how Dak's doing, I think him walking into Jerry Jones' office and saying, No, 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 I don't want thirty a year. I want forty. I think it's completely asinine. But I'm also in the camp of I don't think anybody should be making forty million dollars to throw a football, not even Aaron Rodgers while he's declining. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't see it like that. I don't see it as you're helping your team because mm. then GMs come out and they go, listen, you know with the salary cap, what it is. What do you mean with the salary cap, what it is? You're the one who's spending this money. You're the one who's allocating about, uh, like 60% of your payroll to four players. Right. And not well, that, only that's the
2: issue with the Rams right now. And
3: not only four players, they're not skilled positions. Right. You know what I mean? They're not the dynamic threats that you think they are. They're interior alignment. Aaron Donald is a game changer. It's everything that you want in a defensive lineman. But, I take Cooper Cup over Brandon Cooks, and the pay grade is completely different. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And everybody's going to put that on the fact that, listen, you gave Goff a big contract. You had to. I hate to say that. Yeah, The guy just left the, left the Super Bowl. Right. You had to. Joe Flacco got a huge contract because he won that Super Bowl. If you told me he was going to go back to another Super Bowl after that, I'd laugh in your face. Like, I'd laugh in your face. There's no way.
2: None. Yeah, man, one one appearance like that could change your whole the whole course of your career.
3: Absolutely, you know. Absolutely,
2: it's it, it's wild. But you're right, though. Like these guys, I think the big issue is offensive line is not a position that people get excited about. Right? Everyone boos when their team takes an yeah. offensive line <laughs> yeah. at the draft because yeah. they're not starting in your fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy football has completely changed how people interpret real football yeah right and what's happened over the years is offensive line play across the league and across all aspects of football has diminished and the reason why is because everyone wants quick up tempo right you run these spread offenses which requires a lot of pulling and trapping from your offensive line so you need guys to be leaner and quicker yeah right dude you look at lane johnson that guy doesn't look like the old school right tackle absolutely right The, the days of the 365 pound who pancake you, right? Pancake yeah. you. Now, if you pancake someone, it's a penalty. Yeah, you can't it's a, pull it's on top of
3: it. It's actually a law. I think you get arrested. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so,
2: what happens is offensive line play is just down across the board. And then that's what happens with the quarterback. It's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, the offensive line is trash. That's why teams so, struggle. Yo,
3: what's your take on it? Because I have this I have a strong stance on it. I'm not really like, I don't move on it because I feel like I've watched enough to know. I don't think Cam Newton's a good quarterback. And it's a very like it's probably not a hot take, but at the same time there are people who are like, bro, what do you know? Mm. But listen, I feel like I've watched enough football to he can't throw. Let I'm not talking about like everything else. Like I've seen this man try and throw down the field. He just can't he can't. And Mm. also you're playing with a rib guard on your body that's the size of your torso.
2: Right. And it's heavy. It's limiting your mobility. It's limiting your mobility,
3: which is what you came into this league to do.
2: Well, all the fuckery started with Cam when they tried to protect him yeah. from running. Yeah. And, you know, what Baltimore is doing with Lamar Jackson is... Letting him run. Man, I'm not thinking about 10 years down the line. Yeah. Let me capitalize on this now. You know? Sure, we don't... Last year, he was averaging, like, 17 rushes per game. Now yeah. he's down to, like, 11. Yeah. Yeah. And then next, and also year, he didn't
3: even start that season as the QB, right, so you can't even right, say that's right. on
2: him. And and next year, I'm sure they would want to get it down to six yeah. because you don't want him to get hurt. Right? You think
3: they're gonna start using RG three more like the nah, way they have? Nah, dude, that, that was, was scary, just- man. I saw that and I was like, oh no, don't do this because like I really respect the Ravens and I'm yeah. like, yo, I love the fact that they're doing this the way they're doing it. The fact that they let like three of their powerhouse defensive players leave. I'm sitting there thinking like regardless of what Lamar Jackson does, this right. team's not going to do anything. And then all of a sudden they come out and it's like, somebody steps up every week, mm. every single week. Mark Ingram is the craziest addition to that team that nobody talks about. You're adding, cause people look at it as, well, he's giving, he's giving you probably like 85, 90 yards of rushing a game. Yes. But he's also letting Lamar Jackson run for about 40 strictly because of his deceptiveness. And he's in the backfield with him and the, and the RPOs, all that. And it's, it's kind of it's kind of funny to watch how football is moving in that direction where as weird as it sounds, the 70 yard throws don't matter. They're 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 trying to stay quick, they're trying to stay short, and hopefully the athleticism of their skill position players really make up for it. Which I appreciate because it kind of as a fan, it makes you it makes the game more interesting. Mm-hmm. It makes the hits a little bit bigger because they're running. You know what I mean? It's not like in one stop. But then all of a sudden, you know, that's why if you ever see a ball go 60 yards now, people stand up and they're like, oh, oh. And it's like, buddy, it's going to be five yards overshot. You know what I mean? There's a pass interference. It's basically just a free play. And it's different. You know, it's just different now. And I I respect it. Don't get me wrong. But it's different because just like you said about how people don't like to draft O line first round uh, first couple picks is because it's not a sexy pick. Yo, you're, you're drafting now to tailor your team. You're not drafting best position available or best player available. Look at what the Jets do. The Jets, for the last three years somehow, have drafted the quote-unquote best player in every draft because they slipped. Mm. Listen, they might be. But at the same time, one of them's a safety who might not get signed with the team as soon as his contract's up, especially after all this shit, you know, mm-hmm. that went on with yeah. him and his trade rumors.
2: Well, I've always said the one thing I hate doing the most, but it's just to create content in the spring. Yeah, is draft grades. Yes. <laughs> no one, guys, knows anything, dude. No one knows a damn thing. All right, and I throw myself in that yes, too because nobody knows. A I thing. remember I was like all in on. On uh, Laquan Treadwell, yeah, like, yes, that's a good, that's a good one to be all yeah. in on. Yeah, I was like, yo, number one receiver, like easily. I Minnesota's mean, gonna be dope. Yes, trash. Dude. Like he's gotten cut, re-signed, like two times. So you don't know, you don't know, right? You, you just don't. It's such a, it's such a crapshoot, man. It always is. A third, a third of first round picks become what you expected them to become. Yeah, a third, really a, a third. I feel like even less. A, a third become serviceable all pros. Professionals, Professionals, professional football ten-year yes. staples of your team. A third of them are out the league in three, four years, yeah. and then a third of them are just vanilla, just yeah. mad. A third basic. of them are
3: compared to the ninetieth and ninety-fourth pick that you could have taken over them. Right, yeah. right.
2: So that's just the makeup of the first round. Yeah, you know. So, look, let me just take a break real quick to plug something. There is not going to be a Thursday episode this week because it is Thanksgiving, but. Alan and I are doing a Thanksgiving breakdown exclusively on the YouTube channel. So go over there. We'll be breaking down the three games on Thanksgiving. There'll be no podcast this week. Only on YouTube. You'll get the game breakdown on there. Obviously, it's the holidays. We're trying to just sit back, eat, drink, and watch football and spend time with the fam. So this is the Monday pod that you'll be getting, obviously, since you're listening to it. And go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash veterans minimum it should be up around nine o'clock eastern time in on the youtube channel so definitely go and check that out and if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash veterans minimum get in that december contest you sobs we got the skateboard up there yo nick you fuck with that skateboard bro i do sir i'm actually
3: i'm gonna be in it I'm very excited. Oh yeah! I'm throwing you five before. Anybody. Ah, my god! I I'm appreciate you that. Thank you. Thank you, but sir. the thing is that I want it tracked. I want to know where that five goes. If you spend it on a bacon egg and cheese, I'm going to be freaking out, man. Well,
2: you know, like I don't really pay for my oh, bacon egg and cheeses. My god, that's the know? life you live. I, I, I do you know, and, and I'm like not gonna.
3: Li- Yo, I'm going to be honest. Like, I feel like I feel like the world got it wrong. They should rank you on your social status by how cheap you can get a bacon egg and cheese. If you can get it for free, you're like a king. I think that's in my opinion. That's how I look at it. But that's just a fat guy talking.
2: Oh man, it's making me hungry and I haven't eaten in a couple hours. But yeah, guys, check all that stuff. And of course, at Veterans where you can find everything on the show. How long do you think we've been going?
3: Maybe like 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes.
2: For real? I love asking this because yes. this is your first podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, no,
3: uh, I, I did one maybe like four years ago, but it wasn't like a, it was just in a basement. It wasn't a podcast. Right, right.
2: Um, this is actually my home office, it's not my basement nah, No, no, this is an office, this is not a basement <laughs> This is not. A, trust
3: me, I walk down here, this is not a basement I uh, asked
2: where your secretary was And I asked where the bathroom
3: was <laughs> And I was pointed in both directions
2: So I have my buddy Mustafa, he works with uh, Dr. Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher And he does like some stuff with Inky ET? Yeah, nice, yeah good man. And, and uh, Inky Johnson and all those guys And I had him on over the summer He came and we watched the UFC and whatnot And I asked him the same question I was like, yeah, how long do you think we were going? Well, you're wrong why wow, how long have we gone? We're at an hour. No way. <laughs> yeah, bro. Really? Yeah, man. That's have a we cool talked one. about anything? <laughs> no, we'll, no, 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 no. We'll, I'm we'll, saying like, I'm, uh, remember we planned what yeah, we we're gonna talk we'll, about. We'll, we'll find out from the audience. I was about to say. but yeah, that's shit. the thing, man. That's the thing. You 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 press record and you just go. Like I have guys pull the curtain back. There's nothing on the table but a empty glass of water that I drink. I drink. and the recorder. There's no script, nothing. We're just kind of shooting the shit. Nothing. But I do want to talk about what you told me, which was fucking insane yeah and you said that uh you know a lot of big media outlets have wanted to hear this stuff I'll,
3: all right all right i'll preface it this way not a lot i was asked once once all right yeah but that's enough for me that's enough yeah, for that's you. Enough yeah for and
2: it's not like you know it's not uh albuquerque news no no of course so not. it's like yeah, a it's, legit one yeah. but dude you said that you've lost how much weight
3: uh, so basically since January 27th, which would be coming up on 10 months, almost in about a week, uh, I've lost about 220 pounds and say that uh, again,
2: because people might think that it <laughs> was a mistake because I couldn't believe I it. I know
3: man, I've lost 220 pounds. It's pretty amazing actually. And, uh. I was explaining to you before earlier too, like, yo, my highest weight, 460 pounds. And I basically lost a person. I turned into a different person. I I'm at, lost one. Yeah, I was
2: telling you, I'm at like, I've been at the 200 to 205 window for like, eight months now yeah i've kind of just like hit that point you where plateau like plateau a little
3: bit too yeah. and you kind of are
2: like i want to live i want to eat i want to yeah drink. yeah yeah let yeah. me get a little crazy you know holidays are coming Absolutely. up i'm trying just to stay in that window and then you know locked and loaded i just booked a, a trip to miami so i have like you something to get work ready. yeah you, work gotta get ready for. you know you gotta for get right i love i love yeah. the 305 Yo, you know what the you
3: love I, what i realized and like don't forget we've never met so like i know this because of the internet you love Canada and you love Miami. I right. like love
2: Miami. Shout out to my Toronto, dude. Folks.
3: You are on a different wave when yeah. it comes to those two. It's they treat so me well, funny. man. Dude, they they, what, do well. what do you mean? What do they treat all of us? Yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, it's a good time. They treat all of us it's well. It's a good
2: time. Let's, let's let's just change the subject before we go off the rails <laughs> But yeah, uh,
3: so yeah, so I've lost two hundred twenty pounds in a very short amount of time, about ten months, and you um, basically
2: lost me. A little more than you. A little bit more than me. I
3: I lost you if you didn't get a haircut. (laughs) That was really it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot, man. And you're not a big guy, but just imagine I'm already... I mean, I weigh... Right now, I clocked in this morning at 243, and that's probably the lowest I've ever been in my adult life, probably since I'm 16, I think. Yeah, 15 or 16. So, like, I'm 27 now, so that means that for about 10, 11 years, I... I basically just, you know, I let it, I let it go and letting it go is kind of underselling it because you don't let it go. You gain 20 pounds when you let it go. You don't gain another person. But I mean, just mentally, that's what happens, you know, and it's, it's hard. But also I'd like to tell you that you're the first person outside of my friend group that I've told. Mm -hmm. I've had no reason to tell you. I've had no reason to share you, share that with you. Obviously people see me and like people like see a difference, but at the same time, like it's one of those things where I had a different uh, experience with it. Where I, in January, I basically had to get the gastric sleeve procedure, and it was basically because my health was just completely deteriorating. It was, it was. I was just on the verge of. I wasn't going anywhere, and basically in the next couple years, they told me that if you just don't do anything and you stay where you're at, you you can't sustain. You will die. And when you hear
2: that, it kind of. It's a wake up call.
3: Dude, I was I was 26. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I know a year's a difference, but I was 26 years old. I'm at the quarter point of my life. I mean, you know that. You're my you're basically my age and you realize what you've done up to this point <clears throat> and then you re- excuse me. <clears throat> and then you realize what you how Still much have. time which how much time you have. Right. You know what I mean? I'm I'm 25 and think about it like this. For the first 10 years of your life, you're basically aimlessly walking around. So technically I've been on my own for roughly 12 years and i have to accept the fact that out of those 12 13 years 10 of them i basically just disregarded my complete health and you don't realize how much of your health you're disregarding until it starts to leak in mentally Mm. and your physical health yeah you might not be able to play basketball with your friends you might not be able to run a pickup game you might not be able to run routes with your friends you might not be able to do these things but then all of a sudden you're talking about i go to restaurants and you can't fit in seats you go to the doctor and you can't get weighed by a scale and like your life drastically changes in that moment. And you don't realize what that actually is because for you to get there, it has to take, it takes so much time and so much negligence that you actually have to be very self-aware to know what damage you're doing to your body. And I knew, and that was the worst part. That's where the depression comes in. That's where all the family drama, that's where all your relationship drama, that's where it all comes in because you let yourself, you let it all in, and it kind of seeps in. So to get back to I, uh, I actually I got the gastric sleeve in January twenty seventh. So coming up on ten months, I am two hundred and twenty pounds down about. But the one thing that I really took from it was, I realized how much of it was all me, you know. And you don't realize that because. I mean, you're a grown man now. How much How much do you really ask for help? You don't like to do it. You feel like if you... What did you just say before? If you can't do something, that just means you're lazy technically because you can find a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's the, so many tutorials. There's so many things you could do online. There's this. Also, there's so many money-making schemes out there. You can do whatever you want. Right. So when you kind of sit there and you're addressing your own life and your own insecurities and your own doubt in yourself, it turns into a pity party for yourself that you sit there and you go okay, I could do two things. I either get over it and move on and get better with my life or I just stay stagnant. And I stay stagnant. And not only did I stay stagnant, I stayed stagnant for like six years, maybe five, six years. And I mean, it it was, dude, it was hard. It was just hard. Like, can you imagine two of you walking around with you? Like, just, I told you, it was like walking around with you on my back. It was like sleeping with somebody on my back your size. I was walking around the neighborhood and I basically was carrying around another person. Mm. And... You don't realize how much of a toll it takes on your knees, how much of a toll. You're you're a healthy man. OK, you are a healthy size. Like maybe you need to lose weight every now and then when you were younger or even last year, whatever it was. But you're losing weight. You're not losing a person. Right. You know what I mean? And you realize how drastically it affects your Achilles, how how it affects your foot completely. And that's like 10, 15 pounds. And then you realize, wow, like I look at my ankles now and my ankles used to be so swollen. And I always used to think it was because I just had fat legs. But then you realize that it started going down. I'm like, wow, that's weird. And then your doctor tells you, he goes, yeah, man, you were walking around with like half a ton on your frame. He goes, it's physically impossible. He goes, you see these people on TV who do this shit. They, most of them die. Like most of them just die. And The crazy part is most of those people do that when they're in their 50s. You ever see those shows like My 500-Pound Life? Yeah, Big Fat Loser. Yeah, Big Fat. Yo, these are all grown adults who are like in the tail end of their life and they just let it get away from them. So then people look at you and that's another thing too. You have to kind of be, you have to be self-aware of what you are because then people look at you and they go, dude, 26 and you're that big? That means that you spent your either your childhood, your teenage years, or your young adult life doing absolutely nothing. And that's the scary part. Is like not the weight is scary because of your health, but like you have to address those demons and those problems in your life. And it's so hard to do that when your head's not clear because of the shitty food you're taking and the lack of exercise, the lack of support you feel even in yourself, let alone your family, you know? Right.
2: Yeah, that's... You know, the crazy thing with me and, and I've lost. I mean, shit, this is like nothing compared to what you've gone through. But, you know, I uh, when I was going to be a cop and I got the letter for the physical, that's why I like to take, you know, I'm a uh, what's the exact term? Half half glass full glass, glass, glass? full. Yeah. Half so, empty, like, you know, um, I had my own trials and tribulations with becoming a asshole police officer. But then the best thing about it was that shit got me into shape. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Your back was against the wall. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like I've dropped since then. I've dropped 45 pounds. And you kept it off. And I've kept it off, which is the cool part. So that's why when my weight fluctuates Dude, I've seen pictures of you. Yo,
3: listen, not only have I seen pictures of you, I've seen pictures of you without a beard and only a mustache. And that's like, and that was when you were a little heavier than you are now. And those are the pictures that you look at and you go, oh, I could see your entire chin. That's the difference. You know what I mean? Like I have a picture I'll show you before I leave where... If you look at it, it just looks like my face that I have now is in another face. Like, it just looks like it's in a block of a head. And you realize that when you're looking at your vacation photos and you're, like, looking at Miami pictures or you're looking at wherever and you're sitting there, you're you're like, damn, I look like that? You're like, that's fucking crazy. And then I think, I don't know if you ever feel this because, like, it doesn't go by just, like. Extremely overweight people It goes by anybody It goes by women Who think they're like 12 pounds too heavy You know what I mean And they have Like I know for a fact For the rest of my life I will have like A a form of body dysmorphia Where I will look at myself In the mirror And also don't forget Like I lost that much weight I have a bunch of extra skin I have weight on me I weigh 243 I might actually weigh 237 236 But you're carrying that But I'm carrying extra skin Whether it's on my stomach I have some on my arms and, And like you kind of Go into it thinking Damn like I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. And then you start to compartmentalize a little bit. You start to really put away those doubts and say to yourself, listen, I'm, I'm already in this part of my journey. Don't look back because the more you look back, you're just going to live in it. And like, I, and I hate being like a cliche person to be like, Oh, don't live in the past. Don't do that. But the person you are tomorrow, you never met. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you don't know what's going to happen within the next couple of weeks. Ironically, after all this weight loss, my best friends, who I love to death, they were always a little uh, uh, heavier. Also, they were chubby. You know what I mean. They were bigger dudes. They were they were actually one of them is exactly like you body type. And they saw me kind of being on my shit and like getting my stuff together. And they just asked, you know, they finally were like, "Damn, like yo, if he's doing it, like I can do it." And and like they were right because they're stronger than me. They're 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 smarter than me in some ways, and they work harder in some ways. They're less lazy. And then, like, what I've done in uh, less than a year, bro, they've done in, like, three months. Not that much weight, but they've lost their body. Like, they've lost, like, half a person in, like, three, four months. Because you don't realize, you mentioned it earlier, that, bro, eating is everything. It's not the gym. The gym means nothing to me. The gym will get me tone. It'll get me a little muscle maybe. And I'm not even looking for that. I'm just looking to be a little stronger because, you know, for so long you're walking around with so much weight that your frame is worn down, Mm. man, and you don't have the muscle memory to do things. And it's hard. And... Even as an athlete, I played baseball my whole life. But even you, as an athlete, you realize like you go into an off season, you don't kick at all, you don't throw a ball at all, and then you come back and you throw, and you're like, holy shit! Like, what the hell was that? When you write up, when you write with a pencil, when you come back to school the next year, you're like, oh my god, I haven't written anything in three months. What the hell is this? This is not a thing. It's
2: yeah. crazy. <laughs> Yo, you brought up two two points that literally happened to me when I met with my investigator. I had to fill out a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And my hand started, like, shaking like I had Tourette's because the, the investigator was like, what's going on? I was like, I haven't written this much in, like, yes. eight years. <laughs> That's what's going on, right? And then the other thing was with, like, throwing a football. I went and I threw a football because we usually play, like, Labor Day weekend to about Thanksgiving. That's, like, the yeah. fall league. We didn't play in the fall this year. And then um, we never played in the winter because, dude, do you remember a couple of years ago the Vikings played the Seahawks in the playoffs? And like Blair Walsh missed that like twenty four yard field yes, goal. Yes, 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 Do you happen to remember how cold that Sunday was here? Here, Uh no, no, I don't. Not right. here. It was like minus twelve degrees. Nice. That's what I love. We to played hear. a playoff game. Yeah. Right? First drive, we score a touchdown. Don't get the extra point. They get the ball, score a touchdown, get the extra point. The game ended seven six. That's miserable. We couldn't like in we that s- weather. We skipped that. When the game ended, like during the game, I was just, I told the giver I was like. Yo, fam, we're not shaking hands because, no, no, like, we're not no, with all due respect. Like, we're in the lose. We're just out. Yeah. Send a, right? group, send a group text. So, from there, I called the commission. I was like, yo, never put us down for winter. We haven't played winter since. Really? Right. And <laughs> what's funny is, I threw a football about like three weeks ago and I told my buddy Ferg, I was like, yo, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I threw maybe 12 passes and I was like, oh my God, I can't throw a ball further than 20 yards.
3: And you, you use a regulation
2: football, Yeah, right? yeah, So, yo, I've thrown a baseball that I haven't
3: thrown in like maybe four or five years. And I threw, and I've been throwing over the summer, this past summer, because I wanted to get in shape. And pitching helps me like with my balance and stuff. And mm-hmm. I do it on my own. I just go to a field sometimes in the morning. And I do it on my own. But dude, I'm throwing the ball and I'm like, oh, this looks like gas. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh, I can't throw for shit. I'm like, I can't do anything. I'm like, yo, if I'm hitting 75, that's a gift. I'm like, yo, that's lucky. I'm like, that's, I can't do anything. And then you start like moving your arm as if like maybe if you loosen up a little bit, maybe things will change. And then you're like, oh no, my shoulder blade is just going to come right off of the, like right off of my body. And you're sitting there, you're like, oh no, like, Am I washed? And then you're like, I'm not
2: 30 yet, am I? And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like every professional, and we're not comparing ourselves to professional no, athletes. No, no, no. But, 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 they're but, human beings. No, no, no. But, but, uh, but what I'm saying is like, right now, an athlete like 27 to 33 is their peak athletic Yo, prime. And any, if you ask any
3: That's what I know, at least. If you ask any basketball scout, anything, you really come into your prime from 25 to like 31. Like as soon as you hit 31, then they say, all right, your legs and your feet start to go from you. Maybe you start relying on your jump shot. Bro, 25 to 31 has been the most painful years, and I'm not even 31 yet, all right? From 25 to 27 have been gruesome on my legs, <laughs> my shoulders are done. I don't even throw with my left hand, and somehow my, my, like, the back of my shoulder is just cooked. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm in the gym, right? And I'm trying to think like, all right, maybe I need to just work out. Maybe I need to get a little stronger. And then I get to the gym, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm just hurt. Like, my body just hurts. Like, and then you have to realize, okay, am I in pain or am I sore and then now I can't tell the difference honestly and it's getting a little scary to be honest cuz I've been trying to lift a little heavier which is not heavy at all but like this is the first time I've really been into it as like a new person and I'm like sore the next day and I'm like all right not too bad and then 2 days after I'm like oh no 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 I'm like I'm like this I'm like I'm hurt mm-hmm. I'm like I'm physically hurt I can't do this anymore it's too much
2: Like me now I uh my my ultimate like fitness goal I guess you could say is you ever heard about the 1000 club Yeah it's like your deadlift your squat and your push up uh your um bench press i want to get that to a thousand that'd be cool and then after that like i always joke around when i put like workout videos and a lot of times i'll like tag some of my friends because they go like why do you Post workout video. So, um, are you a wrestling fan at all? Are yeah. you like familiar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I
3: I haven't the past like decade, but um, I'm an old school wrestler. Right, fan right. Yet. So,
2: well, these these new guys that now are in AEW, the uh, the TNT. Is that
3: what's his name? Rhodes' league? Uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Jericho. T- yeah. The
2: guys called the Young Bucks. Right. Yes. So how, yes. Yes. How they started? Were they were on the Indies, independent, and they were like the hottest tag team yeah, in the world. My brother's a big fan. And and, I only know that name because of him. And, and what they would do is the wrestling purist. The oh, you're not doing in ring psych psychology right right like the old heads like jim Cornettes of the world and jim ross they would be like you know it's a spot fest they would call them spot monkeys because what they would do is a lot of flips a lot of acrobatics it's not yeah they would put on a show right they evolve with times like now the wrestler is like you don't need to be 6'4 270 anymore wwe wrestling entertainment man that's all this is now all of all of wwe's top
3: guys they're like my size
2: but Absolutely, all of, the, shit. all of
3: WWE's top guys are like right now are like former athletes of another sport. Right, right. You know? <laughs>
2: so what I'm saying with the Young Bucks is those guys and how I'm going to tie this all to me is those guys when they would hear this criticism they would just do it more. Yeah. So that became their thing. I like, love that. You guys complain that we're throwing 15 super kicks well now we're gonna throw 30 yes right so like with me is the got the more <laughs> the more complaints i hear about my workout videos the more i post them yeah. and i tag them and you know i had some fans one time tell me like oh all you do is bench 155 185 good for
3: you bro good it's shit like,
2: well what i say is like yeah, I flip eggs and I do a podcast. For Absolutely, a living. Dude. I don't need to. I don't need to. Wow, that's good. I didn't actually think about that. You're right. Like, are you, do you want to be Mr. Olympia? No, like no, my buddy no. Josh, he wants to like compete and like. Yo, also
3: I respect Josh too. Josh used to be a skinny dude, dude.
2: Josh, Josh was, was a kid. J-
3: Josh was the baby of the group. Yeah, he was a kid. until like 22. Yeah, I met him once. Uh, yo, also I forget. Uh, we I didn't even mention him. You You guys are friends with uh, Delgado. Eric. Oh, Eric? Bro, let Eric? Let me tell you something. Eric to the... Shout out to Eric. Right. He listens though. to this? Yeah. Oh, Even better then, because he's going to love this, dude. <laughs> he played baseball with me in a travel team. And let me tell you, man, some of the things that this kid would fucking say and come out of his mouth, you sit there and you're like, you're not human. You're not human.
2: He's still out of control, but he does have his head on straight. No, no. He's the man.
3: Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. good dude. That's the best part is that he wound up being like the man yeah. somehow. And he's like, mad... first of all, he's like mad tall. And I'm like, all right, good for you, dude. He wasn't that tall when I, was fr- when I, when I knew him when we were young. But we went down to Delaware for a baseball tournament. I remember we were just on the boardwalk. We were like 14, 15. And this dude's just walking up to girls and just going, hey, ladies, you know what time it is? And they look at him and he'd just be like, all right. And he'd just walk away. And I'm like, bro, you're you going to keep doing this? He did it like so many times. And I'm like, I was just laughing every single time. I'm like, yo, this kid has some balls on him, man. I'm like, he's literally there. And also he was just a pitcher for our team. Like he pitched. It was the one thing he did. So like when he couldn't do it, like we just
2: always laughed. Yeah, right?
3: yeah. And he was a pretty good pitcher. He pitched that prep too. Yeah, he, he was on the team for well, four years, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I love Delgado. Shout out to Delgado sick fuck but yeah
2: with the with the with the working out stuff it's like dude you don't need to you don't need to compete about anyone now Mm -hmm. when i go to the gym i just started taking jujitsu i uh, i love mma shout out joe rogan so yeah yeah and yo it's so true dude like everyone says like you take jujitsu one time my buddy serge he's been on the show a bunch of times he's like fought at bellator he's fighting again and he's good friends with my buddy jared gordon who's in the ufc and whatnot and it's like it's just a new challenge it's a new like I haven't hit my thousand club goal, but like it's not as big a priority for me as it was two years ago. Yeah. Because like I go to the gym, I do my 185 bench press, I get a nice workout, I throw it up three sets of eight, and it's good. Like I exert energy, I tire myself out, I'm sore the next couple of days. But I don't want to, you know, like I'm more about like the flexibility. Me the too, stretching. man. Especially as a bigger guy. I like, you know, I, I do love working on my legs, though. Yeah. Right. Like I do love. You st- need to, though. You need I, to. I, yeah. Just in case. Just in case somebody gets a call. You get the call. First
3: of all, I'm pretty sure XFL's starting up soon, dude. I'm not I'm not giving you ideas. I'm just saying if the podcast like if you want to be a traveling podcaster who happens to play in the XFL. Bro, Vince has room for you. So <laughs> that's how
2: I look at it. Hey, man, you never know. You never know. Crazier, <laughs> crazier people have been discovered through social that's media. That's for so damn sure. But, but yeah, man, it's just like, yo, with the gym, it's dope. It's an escape. It's become yeah. an escape for me, like the podcast has. And I'm sure like you being a, an artist and whatnot, yeah. it's an, like you said, the pen is therapy. Also,
3: yo, the yo, the gym has helped me in a way where it's been more meditative than it's actually been strength building. So- when I go to the gym, I know what I'm doing. I plan out all my stuff before. Don't get me wrong, maybe I adjust in the middle of it in, in case like I see, like I adjust by how my body feels and all that. But yo, I'm going there for a reason. I'm going there to get in and get out, but to do my work mm. and be efficient within that time. So also it's funny, just like you said, you don't want to be Mr. Olympia. You don't want to be lifting 300. However, you notice how everybody these days is working on being smaller. Even those former bodybuilders who lived a whole life at 260 pounds, yoked up out of their face, bench pressing all this. You're sitting there looking at them and they're trying to get smaller because in a weird way, that's kind of what's
2: in. I, and But you know? also, also like you're getting, it's the same shit. Like, let's bring it back to the CTE, right? Yeah. Back in the day, we didn't know how bad CTE really was until yeah. recently. Well, we didn't know that Ronnie Coleman is walking around. it up, too. But, but, like, limping and, yeah. like, he can't, like, for him to sit down in a chair, he needs, like, assistance. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, it's dope. But, like, the long-term stuff, that ain't good. Like, yeah. you're... Breaking down your body. See, like with
3: football, you kind of make the exception because in football, you can make $20 million a year somehow doing it. But with like bodybuilders, what do you win three competitions a year? And you're destroying your body
2: for the foreseeable future. But I do think that now it's a little different to push back a little bit with like social media. Yeah. Like, you know. Dude social media influencer Is like a job description First now.
3: of all I'm gonna be honest It's a It's kind of I'm kind of jealous of it Of as course a job fuck yeah. But like I'm also one of
2: those Secret haters Who's like Yo is that your job And I'm like yeah, Yo, I wish I had And it. that's I, I think both are fine Yeah, both are I'm, fine Because So I'm like I'm like selling merch and shit And I'm like promoting merch And I yeah. give some merch To one Buy I veterans
3: minimum merch By the way yeah, I yeah
2: so Two shirts and a hat Because I gotta support the Brody So I appreciate that yeah, man. no problem And that. their flea too Shout out to Blipstar <laughs> Yeah definitely get that plug in but you know like i reached out to some influencers right yeah. and some of them are like sure if you send me a gift i'm not obligated to post it and promote it and it's fine um i've sent out some hats and they didn't post it but it yeah. was like i was shooting for the stars like this this chick had like 2.4 million followers yeah, I know. right whatever as opposed to paying her and i'm not gonna say what her name was i'll mm-hmm. show you after but like man get in the gym do some squats seriously because it yeah. is crazy yo one post main feed she got 2.4 million followers, one post main feed, tag in VM. How much do you think she asked me for? All right. So I kind of think I know who you're
3: talking about, but I'm gonna, not going to say it. So if I had to think, I would probably assume that she tried
2: to charge you at least 25K. A little less. Uh, 20, but, but she 15? did present me a, a 25K bundle. Which yes. Was three posts. Yes. yes! And, 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 spot five, on. and five Instagram Imagine four books.
3: suckers. Give her that. That's 100K in a week, boy. That's wild, man. That's the job. See, that's the job you need. That's what you should be podcasting for, just for the drops, just for the merch drops. Seriously, because that's crazy. And not only that, you see how the one thing I will respect the most out of all this is that, um, you know how things are such big fads, right? Like for so long. People wanted, like, especially, I mean, mostly women, they wanted such a, like, they wanted big tits. Mm -hmm. And you sit there and you think to yourself, like, all right, cool. Then, like, five years passes and you see these women, they try to get smaller and, like, they lose weight. And then all of a sudden they just have ginormous, they're top heavy. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, butt injections and all that stuff. So, like, things start to form and all that. The one fad that I love is the fact that there are people out there making money off of health. Like actual health advice, actual right, right, health, right, right, right. the the dietary supplement stuff. That's a whole. That's not. That's. I mean, maybe it is to some people. I don't know. Not to me. It didn't. I don't know. But there are people out there making literally six figures. Just to be a healthy person, you know, just to promote certain brands, to promote a healthy lifestyle, to vlog their experience, their cooking. Bro, the amount of time I've spent watching videos of people's, this is my everyday of eating shit. Like, and I, yo, and I make fun of it, but I love it, bro. I fucking live for it. It is so good because I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, this is so easy, but I won't do it because I'm lazy as shit sometimes. And then you're like, oh, you're like, these guys are making money out the ass for this. And I'm like, wow, like this is what a life can be if you really use the internet correctly, which is why I love certain platforms, especially this one, because that's what the internet is for. People abuse the internet, don't get me wrong. And the worst part about the internet is that the worst part about the internet and the best part about the internet are the same thing is everybody thinks they have a voice and they should be heard, which is awesome because a lot of people should be heard. But then you got people who don't leave their house and don't have common sense and they say something and they shouldn't be heard. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to listen to nonsense coming from people who don't know what they're talking about. But when you're on the internet, it's kind of like a crapshoot. You don't know who's talking about what. You don't know who actually has this information and who has this accurate knowledge. Just like when you look up any, you, somebody who's been an athlete, somebody who's been around the ringer, been around a gym, you've looked up stuff for you, right? Like of to course. lose weight. How, how many times have you looked up something and then looked up something else and it contradicts what you just looked up? Of course. Yeah. And you sit there and you don't, like, as somebody who do- is not knowledgeable of certain things, like, bro, I'm not knowledgeable of my health. Like, I have to learn. And so do you.
2: But the thing is, you're learning information from different things. You have to, tr- it's trial and error, you know? It's trial and error, it's uh, being dedicated to it. Um, you mentioned something about cliches a little while ago, and it's like, yeah, all those corny cliches that people laugh at you for posting. In the end of the day, they're all true. You know what? You know why cliches are cliches, right? That means a, a cliche is a cliche because somebody said
3: it enough where people are like, "All right, we get it." You right. know what I mean? Like a cliche is because it means it's actually right. Like people are like, "Oh, don't live in the past." Like, "Oh yeah, it's a cliche." Yeah, because fucking, you
2: know how many people are living in the past and they're miserable. Like
3: that, it's a cliche because it's true. So I always believe that, and I
2: agree with that 100. percent My man, I think we can wind down over here. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was great. That was fantastic. We're at 35 minutes, right? Yeah, thirty five. Really hours, riling yeah, up, yeah. huh? We were getting going, man. Yeah, we were. We I mean, we, I mean, we could have done like. What do ship. you mean? We did two hours. We, we did about an hour and a half now, and we did two hours before. before yeah. yeah, and we I'm sure we'll probably before. shoot the shit a little bit more. What you mean? I'm not leaving. Really? What, wow, you need me to leave? <laughs> no, oh, I was nice, about to nice. say I seen the I seen the veterans minimum uh, belt, and I'm like, yeah, yeah you, we definitely got to do a photo shoot. That's like tradition now. It's oh, great. I was
3: hoping we just wrestle for it, but I, I'll do the photo
2: shoot. Yeah, if I had a higher ceiling belt, we could do a ladder match up. But, yo, Nick, it was a pleasure. It was an honor. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I think people are going to get motivated, hustle and motivate. Shout yeah. out to Nipsey. Rest in peace. Uh, floor is yours. Is there anything you want to promote, your socials, your anything? Uh, On socials, my name is just Nick
3: Zav, N-I-C-K-Z-A-V. If anybody wants to follow me, they could. I don't really post anything on it, so it doesn't matter. But uh, just follow Veterans Minimum, all right? Go to the Patreon let this guy know that you're here because he is killing it and he is the goat he's the lamb but he's the
2: goat i appreciate that man i think we could everyone knows where they could find but i'm gonna I, i could be back right like i'm gonna come back on this bro listen i've i've said it before i'll say it many times and i'll just put this out there because there is a big announcement coming in the next couple of weeks for the show and the brand Ooh. Uh, I am talking to a few people and they want me to describe what the show's about. Yeah. And at its core, it is always a show about a couple of friends. We didn't have beers now because it's a Sunday night. We don't yeah. want to be complete pieces yeah. of and shit. Plus, I'm watching my weight. Yeah, same <laughs> here. Same here. But it's a show about a bunch of buddies just shooting the breeze having some beers and just wherever it goes so i love to hear man you know so I love so to hear. and whenever- you got the
3: and listen you got the spot man i'm here i'm here listen i know where you're at now so be worried
2: all right i might park up in the back if i have to <laughs> guys thanks for listening check out the youtube channel if you want some thursday night coverage and we will see you guys next week baby bay.